Would it make sense if you're pregnant? Wouldn't it just be easier to wear like a depends? I thought about that when I was pregnant. Like seriously, instead of instead of your precious sleep. I was listening to a podcast today and she's talking about getting up seven times a night and I'm like, dude, slap on a depends. I would I think about that at least long trips. Yeah, that's true. Give me a diaper. I always thought about keeping it depends in my car when I'm on my way to work. In case you're stuck in an accident? Yes, because I would, I used to juice. So I'd do my juice and I would drink a huge like 16 ounce juice and then I'd have to drive to North Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to work, I had to piss so bad that it hurt to walk from the car to the building. My bladder was so full. And there had been times where I'd be sitting in traffic and I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally going to piss right in my car. And then I was like, it would be a great idea just to keep a couple diapers in here. Yep. Because it's not like you're a guy and you can just like stick it in a bottle. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. This is it. So this is episode number seven. Seven. Lucky number seven. Yeah. For the seventh episode, we are going to be discussing taking action, and we're going to be looking at the difference between taking the proper steps to taking action, but taking action that gets you to your goals, like real intense action where you're where you're in it, you're in the thick of it, and you're just relentless to get to your goals. So, I like this already. I'm very excited. <laughs> you look excited right now. <laughs> I mean, it's late. We're, we're recording in the evening after we've both had very long weeks, very yeah. long weeks. And actually, we have to talk about this really quick. You're done now well, I am. with your management position. Mm-hmm. And now you're just going to be part-time Coffin involvement. Lindsay. Yep. I'm still Coffin Lindsay. Yep. And now you actually have time to focus on your... My coaching business. Yeah. So I'll be dedicating three days a week to learning, practicing, and building my business. So I have another outlet of what I've always wanted to do, which it'll be the perfect blend. So I still get to get out of the house and, you know, socially interact with a few humans. Yes. With some of my favorite humans. And I'm really excited about that. And I think leaving, they were, you know, the, the embalming group was also there. They seem excited to work with me again in a different capacity. And they're like, you can't tell us what to do anymore. And I said, good, I don't want to. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't want to. I just want to be there and be creative and support them. And it's well, it's my favorite part of the job. So Awesome. And then I still get to do this. And, and by this, I mean coach and finish my certification. And I will be completed with that in March. So I just have a few Very more months. good. I go in a couple weeks for my second module to learn more things. I know. I'm so jealous that I can't be there this time. Who's going to catch me sleepwalking when I sleepwalk at night? (laughs) Oh, God. We all have to tell that story later. Oh, my God. Well, so, yeah. Lindsay's had a week. I've had a week. It's been busy. So, we're both kind of, like, here, ready to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is actually a very near and dear to your heart, this taking action. You actually gave this presentation to your colleagues at work a few times, correct? I did. So, this will be a little bit different than that, but I, I was asked to present a topic of my choosing. And I usually talked about the business and what our center's doing and upcoming things and, you know, tips. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something that has to do with my other passion, coaching. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of really great feedback. I wanted to take 
some of the topics that I talked about that day and share it with you guys because these are things that I think any of us can implement. And if when we really take a look at what we're doing daily and how we're structuring our day and how we're thinking about what we're doing and the thoughts that we have about what we're doing and the actions that we're taking can really be a game changer for you and achieving your goals. So I've done these. These are things that I've adopted from different teachers and my coach and we'll go through those. Awesome. Cool. I really am excited. Let's good. Let's do it. All right. Taking action is a lot more difficult than we think because we take action in a lot of ways. And one of the most common ways is learning and digesting information and gaining knowledge around a certain skill or a topic. And we think that we're taking action and we are, but that's really a passive action. That's not really getting us to our goals. We need to learn things and we need to gain knowledge about something, of course, to be able to implement it and complete it and do it. But the thing that gets us to our goals, and I adopted this term from my my coach, Brooke Castillo, is massive action. Massive action is the action that you take when you are uncomfortable. It's the action you take when you don't want to do it and you do it anyway. It's the action that you take when you know that this is something that is going to get you to where you want to be. And regardless of what anyone says, and regardless of how much you try to talk yourself out of it, you know you need to get it done and you do it. And by taking massive action also means that there could be failure and that's okay. Failures happen and you, as long as you learn from those failures, you're going to come out on top on the other end. Anyone that's achieved anything mm-hmm. notable or people that you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, how did, how does she have that? How does he have that? And you think they're like, they're the exception and they're a unicorn and they get all these things. They're people just like you and I sitting here thinking about all the things that we want to do, but they just did it. They did it when it was uncomfortable. They did it when they didn't want to do it and they fucking did it anyway. Right. It's it, That's what it takes. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, it's easy to do something when you're motivated. Yeah. And we love to learn. Like we love to digest things and learn things and that gets us excited. Yeah. Like initially we're like, oh, this is great. This is great information. And I do that. I, I can listen to audiobooks and podcasts all days and I, I get excited about the information that I'm hearing, but it doesn't mean that I'm implementing all those things. Right. And I think about it and I'm like, oh man, if I did this, this would be amazing. Consuming is not the same as no. taking massive action. Consuming is passive. Yeah. Massive action is actually doing, and that's the tough part. And that's where... That's where when you think about your values and what what matters in your life as a whole and implementing self-care and being in touch with yourself and also time management, all those things come into play when you think about taking action and, and understanding what steps you need to take. When thinking about massive action, you also think about motivation. Well, I'm just not motivated. I'm not motivated. Well, let's get fucking real right now. You're never (laughs) going to want to feel like doing it. Or you're motivated for like 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) That's like me. I'm feeling really motivated. I better hurry up. (laughs) It's going to go away in about 14 seconds. (laughs) A lot of times we're not motivated. And again, that's that's by getting out of your comfort zone and just doing it. Because motivation is fleeting. Yes. Motivation is a limited resource that we have to get going 
but we have to create the inertia to continue to follow through to actually accomplish it. Yep. Because we do shit we we don't want to do every day. Yeah. And we just we have to get it done. If you have like a goal, I don't you have to get it done. Necessarily want to take a shower every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it anyway. Yeah, I, I gotta squeegee the glass. It's annoying. I I don't do that, but I look <laughs> at my dirty glass and I'm like, That's... if I didn't have to squeegee the glass, I'd probably look forward to my shower. I told Kyle I'm like, I have to shower because I haven't shaved my legs in a week and it's disgusting. Jake and I will be like, are you going to shower? I'll shower first so then you can squeegee. (laughs) That's how bad it is here at our house. Anyway, I digress. So it could be the little things. (laughs) Yeah, like showering. Or it could be some of the bigger ticket items for, for your family, for your business, anything like that. And sadly, one of the easiest things we do as humans is give up on ourselves and we commonly blame that for lack of motivation we don't want to commit to ourselves sometimes it's easier to commit to other people so that's where things like coaches and accountability buddy or someone who you're talking with at work and you have these goals set together it's easier to accomplish these things but what if what if you just have a goal for yourself Mm -hmm. but you have a family you have a spouse you have other commitments making time for yourself and we talked about this in self-care and also you know saying no to say yes to yourself and other podcasts that's so important the more we say yes to ourselves and the more we do things when we don't feel like doing it is when we find those changes is when we find that growth it's what gets us to where we want to be in the long term i agree with that you know one of the things that just speaking to that point is A lot of times if I don't want to do something and I sit down to do it anyway, Mm -hmm. that first, it's just like getting your shoes on to go to the gym and actually leaving Mm -hmm. is the hardest part. Or for me, sometimes if it's a super creative project and I'm like, I just don't have the brain power for this and I sit down and I do it after a little bit of time, it just, I get into a groove and it starts to become easier. Mm -hmm. So even though I wasn't motivated and I did it anyway, it still was worth the time to do it Mm because I got into a groove so when you're in that space where you don't feel like doing it are you able to reflect back to another time where you know that the outcome is worth it and say I gotta do this I gotta get this done absolutely for sure and I think that's what it's kind of the things that you draw on to get it done the next time you know like like for instance working out I'll just use that one is so easy because we've all been there done that Mm -hmm. where we're like oh I really do not feel like going today but you go and then you get the endorphins and you get all the feel goods afterwards. And you're like, I'm so glad that I did that. Absolutely. And you learn to trust yourself. Yep. You learn to have your own back and trust yourself. And I always say that you, you got to have your own back. But when you set a goal and you have the intention for the day to do something, and even if you have that hesitation where you think you may not get it done or you have that fear that comes in of, I don't want to do this you start to trust yourself more and it becomes easier because you did it once you had the outcome good or bad, but it didn't kill you. You learn from it and you're going to do it again. You're going to do it better the second time. And with like working out with your example, you're just going to start to trust yourself and you're like, okay, this is, this is great. And then it becomes a habit. Exactly. And then you feel bad I was just gonna when say you that. don't go. Yes. That's how a habit's formed. Yes. So, Going back to passive action, 
when you learn things and you're gung ho and you're all pumped up, like say you go to a seminar and you leave there, like Jen and I are going to go see Tony Robbins and Gary Vanderchuk in November. And I know we're going to leave that seminar. We're going to be like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. We're going to take all this stuff. Our businesses are going to be better. We're going to be better humans. And then we get home and we're like, wah, wah, wah. Uh, oh, this is harder than I thought. I went, I went to an Instagram workshop and I learned so much awesome information in May. <laughs> in May. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost October. Yes. <laughs> Have I implemented any of it? No, I will. But, and it's there and the knowledge is there. So again, it's that motivation. So what happened to all that motivation? You came out of that seminar, hell yeah, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. This is going to be better. This is going to be, you know, the best thing that's happened to me and my business and my family. Tell me what happens. And what happened? What did happen? Fear got in the way because there's hesitation. Hesitation, you're right. You mm-hmm. hesitate because it's different. It's like Olaf. You hesitated. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I hope you've all seen Frozen. I've watched it a million times. (laughs) Anyway, it's that hesitation. And actually, it's your brain telling you, this is new. This is scary. This isn't going to work. What are you doing, stupid? Yeah. You don't need to be doing this. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. And sometimes, depending on how big the task is, your body can literally be telling you, you're going to die. This is going to kill you. Because you have that anxiety, you have your heart rate goes up, you know, you just, you get the sweats, especially if you're getting up for like a presentation. Even if I get up in front of a group of people, they're like, oh yeah, you, you know, you do so well talking in front of the group. I'm scared shitless at the beginning. Yep. I am shaking. If you could hold my hand, I'm trembling and I have water because I have dry mouth. I have all of the responses that would with fear and anxiety, getting up in front of a large group of people to public speak. Yeah. Granted, the first time I've ever did that was a total shit show. Absolutely. It always nightmare. is. But years later, it still scares the hell out of me, but I trust myself because I've done it before and I know it, this didn't kill you. You get better at this. You learn from the last time and you do it better. Yeah. So it's all about trusting yourself and getting over that hesitation. So that hesitation is a beautiful thing. It's what our, it's, it's what our brain does to protect us. And it's there for a reason. But it's, we have to change that. So it's your prefrontal cortex in your brain that tells you this is a problem, but you have to change that. So Mel Robbins has a whole book about it, and it's called The Five-Second Rule. I love her. She's wonderful. If you ever have a chance to look up her TED Talks, her video about motivation, all this, um, it's phenomenal. But it goes back to her book, The Five-Second Rule. And it's something as simple as saying five, four, three, two, one, boom, and you do it. You don't give yourself the time to have that chatter in your head to talk you out of it. You just do it. And that creates momentum. And that momentum is what changes your life and creates growth. So building momentum by taking massive action is where you're going to get where you need to be. Even if you don't know what you need to do, you just do it anyway. You're going to figure it out. And that's terrifying. That That is scary. It is. And that's really kind of where I think too, part of this is like people think that they need to connect all the dots and know everything to begin mm-hmm. with. A lot, especially those of us who, I put myself at this camp, want to know how to mitigate all risk. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, how do I, I don't know how to connect the dots going forward. Well, I'm just not going to do 
X thing. I'm not going to start a blog. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to start this business because I don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so then nothing ever happens. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying is just start. Five, four, three, two, one, start. And you'll figure it out as you go. Start somewhere. One foot in front of the other. Right? The discomfort you're going to feel by just starting and doing it, you're going to have just as much discomfort not doing it all and being where you're at and remaining stagnant. Yep, that's true. Usually the things that we avoid doing is because we fear feeling a certain emotion mm-hmm. or we feel we fear the the emotion and the feelings that come with failure. Mm-hmm. But what I think, I don't know if it's Brooke who says this or if it's somebody else, what happens is we feel those anyway when we don't take any action. Exactly. Those exact feelings happen when you don't take any action whatsoever. So it's like, mm-hmm. why would you so we're afraid of failing because we don't want to feel these things. So then we never try. And then we feel these things. It's the same. (laughs) It's the same. And you're going to feel, you're going to be a different person and be a better person and be more knowledgeable and resilient. Just to segue, just for just a second on failure. Um, People think that like, oh, I failed or whatever it is, failing isn't even really a thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's only a failure if you don't learn something. And I know that's a total cliche, but it's so true. They always use the example of walking. When you watch a toddler like Avery, when she first started walking, Mm -hmm. if you were like, oh, I fell, I guess I'm just not cut out for this whole walking thing. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. This is it. This isn't for me. I guess I just wasn't meant to be a walker. And then you just quit. Like, really? No. You know, a child, a toddler keeps getting up Mm -hmm. to keep trying to walk and eventually they walk. Yeah. That wasn't a failure. It was a learning experience. And so you have to take those things and quit being afraid to fail. Don't quit not taking action because you're afraid to fail. Yeah. Taking massive action, like I said before, that leaves opportunity for failure. And that's fine. That's okay. What's not okay is not trying at all. Or getting back on the horse if you do, and I'm using air quotes, fail. Mm-hmm. Because it's only a failure if you quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit yourself. Yeah. Why? Don't be a quitter. Hashtag, don't so, be a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about quitting and building momentum, I use this analogy, and I don't know where I heard it from. I think it was from Mel Robbins. She's a genius, so I wouldn't be surprised. And if you know anything about climbing Mount Everest, this does not apply because there's a whole process of climbing Mount Everest. But in general, (laughs) if we were going to go literal thing here, (laughs) if we were going to go on a hike, so gaining momentum and just getting out there and trying it, you get on a hike, you go up a little bit, you navigate up a trail, you hit a dead end. You're not going to come all the way back down to the base. You're only going to come down far enough to where there's another Y or there's another turn, then you again go up the mountain to try another trail. It's like a maze. You you just keep navigating. So you may go up the mountain, come down a little bit, go up a little bit, come down a little bit, but you never go all the way back down to the base because then you've got to climb all the way back up and that takes too much energy. That's too much exertion for one thing and then you're going to get exhausted and you're going to get frustrated and burnt out and you're going to get burnt out exactly so you come down a little bit you go up a little bit so you're just navigating your way through it's just like if you were to start say building your own website i don't know anything about building a website start somewhere 
look up a YouTube video, get some ideas, talk to some people who have their own website, start somewhere because if you just remain at the base of that mountain, you're looking up, you're really going to be wondering what it's like at the top. And when you're at the top, you're going to be so happy that you made it. And you're going to be so damn proud of yourself when you got there. And you know what? You're going to want to climb another mountain because you did it. And you're going to want to do it again. The goal gets bigger. It does. And it just builds upon itself. That's the beauty of taking huge action. Mm -hmm. So a quote from Mel Robbins from the five second rule that I love is, She says, every problem or thing we don't like in our lives is a cause of hesitation or silence. It's the little things that add up that will hold you back. The little things are so easy to say no to. So again, it's all the little things that matter. It's those little steps and taking massive action on these things to get you to where you want to be. Because that hesitation, that thing that tells you, I don't want to do this, or this is scary, or what are people going to think? That's a big one. What are people going to say? Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are going to hold you back, and you're going to you're going to feel that same amount of discomfort not doing it than if you just put yourself out there and did it. Speaking of the little things, that I really love one of these quotes, and I actually had it on a poster before we moved here. I can't find it now, but um, it's little by little, a little becomes a lot, and that's either way. That can be on either side of the coin. You can either do a little bit by a little bit by a little bit by a little bit and it will add up over time just like Mm -hmm. compound interest Mm -hmm. and become a big thing. Or you can procrastinate a little bit. You can watch Netflix for a little bit. You can troll the internet for a little bit. You can waste a lot of time for a little bit and you can have a huge result at the end of that of absolutely nothing. So little by little, a little becomes a lot and it seriously is the truth. It all adds up. And that's what we're trying to relay to all of you is that it is worth it. Those little things do matter. It's just like we we talked about in self-care. It's the little stuff that matters. And don't overlook it as, oh, it's just that. It's fine. I don't need to do the thing today. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. I think one of the things that Mel meant in that quote too is we can use the littlest thing to make an excuse too. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, those memes that say, I'm really sorry, I can't. My cat's bar mitzvahs today. (laughs) (laughs) You can be like, oh, no, I sneezed. Must be pollen in the air. Can't go for a walk today. No. (laughs) So not letting all those little things add up to excuses. All right. So we've talked about passive action, massive action, motivation. Motivation is fleeting. It's pretty much bullshit at it's this total point bullshit and then of course gaining momentum by doing the little thing so i want to talk about seven strategies from various mentors to help keep that momentum going and so when you do all those little things or you do the big things and you get uncomfortable and you do the shit that you need to be doing even when you don't want to do it these are seven strategies to keep going awesome one thing number one is do something tiny every day. When you set the bar low, it's easier to stick to your goals. It's like, I've never ran in my life. And I hate running, by the way. Yeah. I don't run. see me running. Someone's chasing me. Yeah. Or there's an ice cream truck that I got to catch. My boobs bounce up and down so hard. It's so painful. (laughs) I am not running anywhere unless it's to save my life. So I'm not going to go, I'm going to go run two miles today. That is unrealistic. More likely, I'm going to say, I'm going to go walk for two miles. or I'm going to go walk for 20 minutes. That is a much more realistic goal. So make sure that when you set, when you say you're going to do something, 
you know, do small things every day. And then again, we're talking about building on that and creating something bigger. You build on it. And then eventually you will be running two miles if that's something you want to do. You want to go run two miles and get exhausted. Then you feel defeated and you're like, see, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do that anyway. It's not, it's not realistic. So do something tiny every day, something achievable every day celebrate your progress. So progress must be celebrated. Even if it's something small, celebrating that progress makes a huge difference in your productivity and your happiness. When you reward yourself for that progress, be sure it's something to continue to get you to where you want to be. You're not giving yourself a setback. Yes. For example, we'll just see, I mean, I know the working out thing is like a tired beating a dead horse, but you're not going to go eat a cake if you lose 10 pounds. Yes. So if you go and run five miles, you don't want to come home and eat a bowl of ice cream, go get a massage or go get yourself a new workout outfit or a new pair of shoes. Or, you know, when you reach a milestone that should be celebrated and make sure you celebrate the small successes. You did it. It was a goal that you had. You got out of your comfort zone and you did it. Celebrate it. And share it with, you should share. Like, that's the other thing too. I think a lot of times these little milestones we keep to ourselves and mm-hmm. we're like, oh yeah, we did it. Share it with somebody. Yep. I do. I'm like, guess what I did? Like the, like the email that I did the other day, I directed mm-hmm. my own, I art directed an entire email for the first time for this client. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just, it, it was a huge deal for me, but it was also very small in the grand scheme of things. And I texted you and I was like, I just did this thing. Yeah, and you're like, awesome. that's so awesome. So you know, even though it was small, I worked really hard on that. Like Brene Brown says, I think it's endearing greatly um, that we're afraid to celebrate our successes and the good things because we're afraid of the vulnerability that comes with that. We're afraid of the other shoe dropping or like something's going to go wrong or maybe it's going to hinder our progress if we like, you know, rest on our laurels or something like that. And it's like, no, it's so like the good feelings and emotions that come with taking the time to recognize a job well done are absolutely worth it. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Love it. So number one, do something tiny every day. Number two, progress must be celebrated. Number three is focus on the smaller number. So say that you have a large goal. And again, we're using the weight loss thing. It's easy. I think everybody understands this. Yeah. If you want to lose 60 pounds, don't focus on the 60 pounds. Focus on the five pounds and then celebrate it. Focus on another five pounds and celebrate it. Ooh. What? I have a thing that I just thought of. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was listening to John Acuff. Do you know who he is? Mm -mm, No. He's an author and he, he wrote the book Start... And then he wrote a sequel called Finish. And it's about obviously starting and finishing. (laughs) (laughs) There's more to it than that. But he says on the same line, take your goal and cut it in half. Mm -hmm. Um, And then cut it in half again. That makes total sense. Yeah. Because then it's like, because he said statistically, if you don't meet a goal, because say, for instance, say your goal is to lose 10 pounds just to be on the smaller number side of things, and then you only lose eight, you're going to feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. But if you cut that in half and you lose eight. Mm-hmm. So if your great. goal was five and you lost eight, you're going to keep going and the momentum is going to keep going. Yes. So anyway, I didn't mean to totally cut you that off, totally, but it's just like no. light bulb. Yeah. That's and I just perfect. heard that like two days ago. It's perfect. Because <laughs> that's exactly so. what it is. 
let's use that cut your goal in half and focus on that so focus on the smaller number the bigger picture can be so overwhelming where you're like i don't know how to do all these things i don't know how to get there but if you break it down step by step and shalene johnson talks about this as your key priority so and this kind of goes back to doing something tiny every day you will write down three things that you must do. Everything mm-hmm. else that you want to do that day is just gold. It's just a bonus. But if you do those three things that you set out for yourself to do daily, you're going to feel you accomplished something. You did something today. And you're going to trust yourself because you continue to do what you said you're going to do. Again, building, going back to building that momentum. Love it. So number four is keep a did it or to-do list. And this kind of goes back again with what I just said with writing out goals. I'm a to-do list person. I need to get it out of my brain and onto paper. Otherwise, I'm thinking about all the shit I need to do and then it just becomes overwhelming and then I'm just like, fuck it. Exactly. And don't they say that like when you cross something off your list, like chemicals happen, right? Oh man, it is so rewarding to cross that son of a gun off that page. And some people it's reverse. And so that's why I say to do or to did a list because some people like to reflect on their day and see how much they got done. I never thought of it that way. And so they, I don't know how they keep track of (laughs) of what they wanted to get done and what they did, but sometimes that's rewarding. It's it's reverse and I've heard it both ways. I'm a to-do lister. I want to write down everything I want to do that day. I have a notebook that I carry around with me. And it is, I, I don't really know what I'm doing unless I have that with me. And when I cross something off, damn, it feels good. It feels so good. So I use this app called Asana. Um, it, I use it for work. And it's funny because what I'll do is, it's kind of like a mixture. It's like a hybrid of the reverse where I'll go in and put something on that I just did. I'll write it in the list. And then I'll check it off Mm -hmm. just so I could feel the accomplishment of having Mm -hmm. it on the list and checking it off. I've done that. Even though I've already done it. In my notebook. I (laughs) did this. Brush out. Teeth. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, but Asana is cool because you can actually check the little thing and then Mm -hmm. this little dragon comes rushing across the screen and makes a big deal about the fact that you check something off. So you're like, thank you. They acknowledge your accomplishment. I just accomplished that. Thank you, Dragon. I downloaded that because I've heard you talk about it before, but I haven't set it up it's yet. It's amazing. It's basically a glorified project management list. So yeah. it's it's like a digital version of your notebook. If yeah. I didn't have Asana, I wouldn't be I wouldn't know what the frick I was doing either. And and I got that because I'm gonna be home more. And so I figured I can have a more digital list and because I've I just my notebook was my to-do list, it was my notes, like my phone calls, Writing it's it out and everything. Hand is- I, I do. There's something about writing it out by hand too, though. And I I know I'm still going to write out like my goals. Mm-hmm. I got Shalene's Smart Life Push Journal, and I'm going to start utilizing that and see how I like it. And if I like it, I might suggest it to our listeners. Awesome. But it's, um, it has the key priorities where you have kind of like a brainstorming. You can write your workout in there. You have your key priorities written down and... All ki- it just has all kinds of good stuff in there. And That's awesome. And then you can cross your stuff off as you go if you're a yeah. list, if you're a listy person like Lindsay and I. I need it. Oh, I need it in I my life. It. I, I'm getting like goosebumps just thinking about crossing shit off my list. <laughs> it feels bad. The only thing that would make this day better is if I could also organize stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then cross it off your list that you yes. organized it. All right. So number four was keep a to-do or did it list. Number five is stop buffering. 
And I coined this term from my coach, Brooke Castillo. I didn't guess I didn't coin it. I took it from her because I love it. Mm-hmm. And buffering is a thing that you do when you think about numbing or escaping something. So when you get uncomfortable and you have that big, juicy task that you need to do that scares the shit out of you, and then you decide to go troll on Facebook and Instagram or go organize your closet, that's buffering. Mm-hmm. When you should be doing the thing, you're doing something else. And that's buffering. And that could also be eating, overeating, it could be drinking, it could be all kinds of things. But buffering is definitely something that gets in the way, so stop buffering. Number six is make a plan. Making a plan will save you time. It will save you some of the unknown and and the confusion that goes on in that analysis paralysis scenario where you constantly learn and you're, you're in this passive action mindset where you're just absorbing all this information and then you don't know what to do with it, you really need to make a plan and a detailed plan that's actionable and relevant. I don't know if any of you have heard of SMART goals, but that's... Sparkles. Sparkles. (laughs) (laughs) Did we? No, I don't think we told everybody that. I think we were were at Lindsay's training (laughs) in California and they're like, we're going to talk about SMART goals later. And I was like, sparkles? <laughs> Why would we talk about sparkles later? All the glitter. And we're, we're sitting there in the middle of a class trying not to laugh because I'm deaf. My husband will attest to that. And yeah, it's not. Anyway, sorry. Not sparkles. <laughs> SMART goals. Keep going. So <laughs> a SMART goal is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So you have to get really specific with your goals. You need to make sure it's measurable. So again, if we're talking about inches or weight, or um, you're trying to build your business a certain way, or you want to make this much money or save this much money, it needs to be attainable. It needs to be realistic. You need to look at things that are, what's going to get in your way? What are some obstacles? What are schedule? What are everyone's schedules? What, are, what other commitments do you have? It needs to be relevant. Is it even something that you need to do? Like reflect on that. Is this just something yeah, to keep me busy? Yeah, why do you want to do this anyway? Or is this really something that's going to get you to your key priority, to your to your goal? And then timely. You need to set a, a time constraint around it because if you get if you say, I'm going to get this done in an hour tomorrow, you need to give yourself an hour to get it done tomorrow and not through the weekend. And then because you just create more chaos for your mind and for your life when you do that. So if you have a schedule... Set it. And if it's not perfect, it's okay. Brooke always says, Brooke Castillo, she always says, you know, settle with B minus work. It doesn't have to be A work. I have to tell you, I used that. I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. I'm like, this is a B minus and it's fine. It is fine. Because somebody else is probably going to think it's an A and I overanalyze all of my shit and I just need to get it out the door. Being a perfectionist and always trying to strive for that A plus takes up so much time and mental energy. Give yourself that luxury of getting it done in the time that you set for yourself and allowing that extra free time to do something for yourself that you may want to do, such as other self-care practices, and you're just going to feel so much damn better. I agree. And one of the things that I will add to this is just about getting a, you know, making a plan part of it is setting structure for mm-hmm. your life, right? Because, yes. and I can attest to this really quick. And I want to talk about this in more detail in a future podcast with a time management episode. That's huge. Series of episodes probably. But when you're self-employed 
and you wake up that one day and you no longer have to answer to the man and you don't have you don't have a routine anymore it throws off everything so you really have like for me something that's been instrumental even with a new puppy is we have a routine I get up at five o'clock in the morning I let her out I play with her we go for a walk she goes to bed I go to work you know, like there's a whole structure to mm-hmm. my day. And I tell you what, like those three hours while she's napping, I get so much done mm-hmm. because I know that I know exactly what my day looks like. Yes. And I think we're creatures of habit and we really do like the structure and routine. Even people like right-brained people such as myself who really don't like to be put in a box and don't like a lot of structure, mm-hmm. I still appreciate the planning and the, you know, the routine in order to continue on with your goals. Yeah. We innately love routines and structure. Yeah. Just like discipline. We like, you know, to know what's going on. We like to be able to accomplish something and know what's coming. That's, that's a normal thing. And also it makes it a little easier if you're planning and you're structured to say no when you need to, Mm -hmm. you know, sorry, I really have my day planned out to the T. I really got to get this done. La la la. Next time. Thank you for the, thank you for the offer. Yep. So, and when you're coming up with a plan, one more thing piggybacking on that is when you plan something, please don't say you're going to try to do something. When you make a plan, I'm going to do this. I'm going to complete this email. I'm going to finish this blog. I'm going to go to the gym. Trying means that quitting is in the cards and quitting isn't in the cards. Yeah, at least when you on the table, you are going to do something and that planting that seed can make all the difference. You know I'm what? You. you know what? Trying. I'm gonna try to do that. You know what? Blech. Like the physical thing I think about that is like analogous to trying. It's somebody with a really crappy handshake. That knee handshake. Ew. Yeah. That's trying. That's the, what trying looks like. Stop it. That little <laughs> that little limp hand noodly handshake. I Get that shit like out of here. Clammy and wet. <laughs> That's trying. Ugh. Don't tell me you're gonna try. Give me a real firm handshake. Like you fucking mean it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Six was make a plan. Seven is get an accountability buddy. And this is kind of what Jenna was saying too. Even just voicing it, even just telling somebody what's going on and makes you, I don't even know the percentage, just like 70% more likely to complete what you want to do. But this could be your friend. This could be your boss this could be a coworker, you know someone who's like-minded who who gets what you're doing and maybe it's something that you're doing together maybe it's something that you just want to say hey this is what i'm doing and you can call me out if i don't do it so this is letting people know who matter to you and it creates value to what you're doing so yeah like when i tell you i'm gonna go on this cleanse and you kind of look at me like all right I could hold you more accountable, but I'm not going to get in the way of you training your puppy and then telling you you shouldn't eat that totally. cake. No. I ain't going to be that person. If you want me to be, I can, but I don't think you'd like it very much. No, I appreciate that. But I think it's awesome when you when I can tell you. I can rely on you to hold my ass to the fire if I need you to. And same with my husband and whoever else I like to share mm-hmm. my little goals with. So, yes, it's important. So the seven strategies to keep your momentum going. One, do something tiny every day. Two, progress must be celebrated. Three, focus on the smaller number. 
Four, keep a to-do or did-it list. Five, stop buffering. Six, make a plan. Seven, get an accountability buddy. So let's bring this all together. Yeah. So basically, we can take some serious action and stop making excuses, stop picking our nose, trolling the internet. I don't know. I mean, just saying, whatever. You might as well pick your nose if you're trolling the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Stop Stop making stupid excuses for not taking action. And we all do it. I do it weekly, daily sometimes Mm -hmm. to avoid stepping out of my comfort zone. And really that's, I think what Lindsay has said, you know, the underlying message here is that you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone in order to do anything worth a damn in this life. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that and take massive action, you really have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. The only way it gets easier is if you do it consistently Just like if you were to try to write with your left hand and you're right-handed and you only did it once and you're like, well, you know, I have really shitty handwriting when I write with my left hand. If you did it every single day for a year and you compared the way it looked, I'm guessing it would be a much improved. Yes. So you do it every day and you, you take steps to be uncomfortable every day and it doesn't have to be huge. The small stuff matters too. And I think we're, you know really on our way to doing something big for ourselves when we can do Mm -hmm. that. So allow that discomfort to be there and climb that damn mountain. Yeah. Because the view is so much better at the top. It's so worth it. I want to leave a little nugget for everyone. Brooke Castillo says, discomfort is the currency to your dream life. The more uncomfortable you're willing to be, the closer your life will align with what you want it to be. The more you are willing to be uncomfortable and face the truth about how you feel and not to buffer, the more you will be able to create and contribute to yourself and to the world. Amen. That is so good. I love it. Me too. Get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. It's cha- I'm not kidding you. That changed my career. It changed everything and got me to where I was in in the corporate world I worked in and it just it's a game changer and it really is I have a little tiny story that I'll like end this with but I am super introverted um and I'm not very great at socializing with those I've never met before and putting myself out there um I went to this event because I'm going to be in this book called the notebook this year 100 women to know and do business with in phoenix and I went by myself And I walked in and I was like, I had so much anxiety that I could feel, I don't even know, it just was bubbling up in me. And I almost like for a split second, I thought, I cannot do this. I have to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm just going to go. This isn't worth it. And I seriously started walking toward the door. I was going to leave. And then I was like, you know what? No, you can't be a chicken shit now. You drove all the way here in a monsoon. You're going to stay your ass here and you'll find somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, what I didn't want to do was just went up to the table, signed in, and then I started talking to the first girl next to me. And I was like, what do you do? And then it broke the ice and it got me going and it got the juices flowing and I felt comfortable because I was able to strike up a conversation with this girl. So the moral of the story here is that if I can do that, you guys can do anything because that was seriously almost shit my pants. I'm so fucking (laughs) proud of you. I even thought about that. I wish, you know, you know, I, I was supposed to go with you originally and then I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And 
that was a big deal for you. And I, I didn't ask, I asked how it went, but I no, didn't it was check great. in to no, see it's how totally you okay. were. Honestly, it was, there was a lot going on at that time, but um, no, it was great. And honestly, the pants shitting and the scariness was totally worth it. And I'm glad that I didn't walk out because I met some really great connections and it was really good practice. And now when I go to another one, I know I'm fine. Like I don't need somebody to, I've always been the person who I don't necessarily need somebody, but it just makes it a little bit easier when you have someone who's kind of like a compass for you that you can kind of be like, oh, she's, you know, that person's there. So you guys can do, you can do hard things. We can all do hard things. And And the hard things are fucking worth it. It is. So hopefully this podcast was helpful to you guys and you guys can take some serious massive action toward your goals and keep the momentum flowing with these seven things. We want to hear from you. As always, if you are on Anchor, leave us a voicemail. We love your voicemails. Yes. And if you're in our Facebook group, tell us what you think. We want to hear from you. So all the I think we're at like 150 ladies in there now. It's yeah, pretty cool. Close. Yeah, it's so fun. Lots of great conversations, deep conversations, lots of sharing. And, and the goal for this group is for us to really just be a community of sharing and lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. So it's always a safe zone. You can share anything you want to in that group. So tell us what you thought of this episode. Keep telling us what you want to hear in the future because we're listening and we definitely want you guys to have the things that you need to get your shit together and live a kick-ass life and um give us a five star subscribe and we'll see you next time be courageous get uncomfortable and go be your authentic self and kick some serious ass yes